Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Okay? <laughs> your boy's back at it again, man. We have a lot to talk about. Had to do an emergency show. Things, you know, parted situations happen. And here I am after the New York Jets have hired Nathaniel Hackett as their new offensive coordinator, Keith Carr as well for the offensive line coach position and running game coordinator. We're going to be discussing a lot, and rumors are swirling. Listen, salutes to all the Savages, Venom G's, Captain K, salutes to you as well, everyone in the chat, all right? But let's get to the show because I'm fired up. Lines are hot. We're going to be discussing everything, 515-602-9639. Lines are open. People already waiting. We're going to get to everybody, though. Listen. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy is also on iTunes as well, all right? Go on over to iTunes. Type in The Long Beach Joe Show. All right? Subscribe to the show on there. Subscribe to the podcast. And give me a five-star rating, okay? And give me some feedback on there. I want to thank everybody that does that. I truly appreciate your feedback and all of those things, you know. I want to thank everybody that does that. I'm also on Twitter as well. Okay, go on over to Twitter, at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay? Come on over. Kick it with your boy. Talk to me. Follow. Follow you right back, and we'll go back and forth about this football team for those of you that do not know as well, not only do you get the show, you know, of course, everybody that listens to me on Blog Talk again on Blog Talk Radio is the Long Beach Joe Show on Blog Talk Radio. You know, they listen to me as well on iTunes. We do the show live on YouTube, okay? Come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, and you'll check, be able to check out the show, all right? A lot of people don't know that. Some people will be like, whoa, Joe. We didn't know you looked that good, man, in person. I say, yeah. This is, you know, I'm not a cocky guy. I'm not arrogant. But a lot of people saying, Joe, man, you're pretty handsome. You're a good-looking guy, man. We didn't know. We just like your takes. We love the show. We love hearing from you. We didn't know you looked that good. And I said, listen, thanks, ladies. You know, I'm not an arrogant man. I just work with what I got over here, okay? So if you want to check the show out, you want to hang out with the Savages, salutes to all of them. Again, Captain K, GVH as well, Venom, everybody that's in the chat going back and forth. You want to do that, come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, subscribe, hit that notification bell, so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. You know, We do shows live, I also put out other content as well. We have a lot of fun, so come on over, subscribe and hit that notification bell, and like the, like the, uh, like the videos as well. Like the stream if you have it as well. You know, share it with your friends and family across your social media, you know, we have a lot of fun, and we do a lot of great things here. So now with all that put to the side, listen, we'll get to the callers in just a second. The New York Jets have selected their offensive coordinator. After many, many, many interviews, bringing people in, some people declining our interviews, <laughs> the New York Jets have selected Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator. All right? 
Now listen, you may know Nathaniel Hackett, and you may know his father as well. He's the son of Paul Hackett, okay? Paul Hackett was the offensive coordinator uh, here with Herman Edwards, okay? He was with the Jets from 2001-2004 under Herm. You know, those are some of my favorite times, all right? Herman Edwards, you play to win the game, okay? You don't play to just play, all right? That's a famous quote from him. So Paul Hackett is his father. Um, and we all know Nathaniel Hackett was the head coach of the Broncos last season, all right? He's fired after 15 games, and there's a lot of people that looked at this situation, especially when he was being interviewed, because I talked about him being one of the guys that I was excited, you know, to possibly become the Jets' offensive coordinator. He was one of the guys you know, out of the couple guys that I really looked in and keyed in on and said, hey, this is a guy that I would like to bring here, all right? But the thing is, is that that situation with the Broncos is, that's that's its own situation. Just because he wasn't a great head coach, that doesn't mean he can't come here and be a great offensive coordinator for us. And when you look at the situation here, him and Sella have a relationship. Uh, you know, him and Sella worked together with the Jaguars 2015-2016, and then Hackett went on to become the Jag- Jaguars' offensive coordinator in 2016 to 2018. Now, the interesting thing about that, when he was the Jaguars' offensive coordinator, he helped the Jags to get to the AFC Championship with Blake Bortles, okay? The Jags were sixth in total offense when he was the offensive coordinator for Jaguars. Now, why is that important, right? Blake Bortles was trash, Okay. I'm sorry. He was really, really bad, and we all know it. Blake Bortles, back <laughs> Right? But what Hackett was able to do with him was look at all the positives of his game, the strength that he has. He looked at all his weaknesses, and he was able to pull the best that he could out of Blake Bortles. He put an offensive system around Blake Bortles that allowed him to function so well that they got to the AFC Championships with him as a quarterback there, all right? Now, why is that important? It's important because we have a guy here, right? And the Jaguars, they were running the football heavy. They were doing a lot of things, right? And, again, we want to do that here because we're dedicated to the run. We're a power-running football team. That's our identity, right? So when you look at the situation here, we got Zach Wilson, a guy that everyone is considered a bust at this point, right? A guy that everyone is looking at and saying, hey, we need somebody to come in here and turn his situation around. Sellers even talked about it as well, not giving up on him, coaching him through hell or high water. They're going to continue to push with this kid. Where well, here's a guy that was able to pull the best out of Blake Bortles, was a very skill-challenged quarterback. You look at the situation, he may be able to do the exact same thing with Zach Wilson, a guy that we picked second overall a guy that we're looking to really step up, maybe this is the offensive coordinator to revitalize his career. That's huge. That is huge. When you can put a system around Blake Bortles and have him successful, Zach Wilson has all the talent in the world. He does. He's got the arm. He's got the mobility. He's got – but it's just – it's upstairs. He could come in here, and especially with his offensive system, which is very run heavy, but it also allows you to do – your quarterback to do very little right? It's a lot of rhythm timing stuff that he does. You've got to get the ball out of your hands quickly, right? So maybe he'll be able to come in here, help Zach Wilson understand the X's and O's a bit better, and have him see in the field differently. Simplifying the system enough to where a guy can move forward and really execute within it, all right? So 
that's going to be huge. I think that's a big, big cog there in bringing in Nathaniel Hackett was that, hey, this could be the guy that really helps turn Zach Wilson around. Then you look at the situation again after, you know, his time with the Jags. He went on to be the Packers offensive coordinator 2019-2021 under Matt LaFleur. We all know that Sella and Matt LaFleur have a relationship as well. Well, while Hackett was there, the Packers had a top-10 offense, and they also were number one in scoring offense in 2020, okay? Now, why is that important? Uh, we struggled, okay? If you look at the situation they have with the Packers, he shared play-calling duties with Matt LaFleur. He worked in a lot of stuff within the red zone, right? That was his focus. He was the guy that really put together the packages in the red zone, and again, they were scoring. Why is that important? We have issues scoring in the red zone. <laughs> Our red zone... Our red zone efficiency is lacking, okay? And we all saw that this year. More notably, you go back to that Vikings game, and you saw the issues, the glaring issues, getting it done in the red zone, punching in, scoring touchdowns, right? The last three games, we had no nothing, no touchdowns. We went 31 possessions without a TD. That's insanity. That's part of one of the main reasons why the last six games, we had a six-game losing streak, slid straight out the playoffs. Straight out the playoff trade because we couldn't get it done there. So here's a guy that's going to be able to come in, a veteran play caller, which is exactly what I wanted, a guy that's been an OC, a guy that understands he's got the bones about helping quarterbacks. He can put systems together. Again, he's about running the football. Don't get it confused. He's about running the football, all right? And he's had big success. Oh, and by the way, and we're going to be discussing this as well, I'm just saying he has a relationship with Aaron Rodgers, all right? He has a relationship with Aaron Rodgers. According to all reports, he's very close to Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers really liked him, and they really built a lot of chemistry while he was calling plays. Now, I'm just saying, if I was a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers' ilk, right, and I wanted to go somewhere, and there was a team in Green Bay that was looking to trade me that said that they did not want to make – they wanted to make sure that I did not go to a team in the NFC. There's another team that wears uh, green in the AFC as well. They play at MetLife, and now they have an offensive coordinator that you've seen major success with, you know, in, with his time with – I'm just saying, if I was someone like Aaron Rodgers, not that I'm saying I am, but if I was, the New York Jets would look like a very hot destination right now, especially with all the other weapons that we have, right? You got the weapons. Now you got the offensive coordinator that you would probably want. Why not come play for the Jets, right? Why not push Green Bay to make a trade and make sure that you stay, you know, make sure you come on over to New York? I'm just saying, all right? Also, when you look at Hackett again, the running game for me was big, too. Uh, you look at our running game, it struggled mightily this year. I'm talking mightily, right? You look at our situation running the football, it was atrocious down the stretch. Do you know that Brees Hall was our leading rusher this year? He only played seven games. He only played seven games and finished the season our leading rusher. Come on. Come on. So when you look at the situation, Hackett's in the building now. He's going to bring a fresh, you know, look into the offense. We're going to figure things out. 
He's here to coach Zach Wilson. And, again, we're hearing not only from Sella, we heard it from Woody Johnson as well. They're going to attack the market. And Sella's talking about bringing in a veteran quarterback. So rumors are starting to swirl that Aaron Rodgers is the guy they're going to target. We're going to get to the callers, all right? Now I want to talk a little bit about Keith Carter. Keith Carter's a guy that we hired as well, offensive line uh, coach is what we hired him for. He's also coming in to be our running game coordinator as well. We all know that we've moved on from Benton. So Keith Carter is the guy that's brought in. Now keep in mind, he was the Tennessee Titans offensive line coach for five seasons. Worked with the Falcons, the Seahawks. Him and Sulla as well have a relationship too. They were assistants together in Seattle, and they won a Super Bowl, you know, together on that staff. Sulla said he was shocked when Carter was let go, and he just couldn't wait to go and grab him. So this looks like it's a guy that's going to come in and really be able to help our offensive line. We all know that we had issues. There were injuries, but there were some, some stark problems, right? So here's a guy that's going to come in and really beat that up. And, again, that's going to help with our running game, really help us protect the quarterback as well. If you look at the Jets, they finished 25th in rushing last year or this past season, 24th in yards per carry. And like I said, man, Brees Hall was our leading rusher. The guy only played seven games. We struggled running the football. And that is not going to work when you have a team that's built like we are built to do what we need to do offensively. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. is number. Call in. I'm hyped. I don't know if everybody else is hyped. We got Hackett in the building. Maybe he could convince, you know, Aaron Rodgers to be in the building as well. We're going to discuss a lot of things tonight. So, first call I'm going to go to, I'm going to get to these lines, man. I'm going to go to 973. 973, I'm coming directly to you. I think this is my guy, Newark. This is my guy, Brick City, I believe. What's going on? Salute. Listen, hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me properly introduce you, all right? For those of you that do not know, Brick City, oh, he's a savage. Damn, Brick City's a savage. Listen, Brick, we sitting here, man. Hackett's our offensive coordinator now. Keith Carter brought in as our offensive line coach, running game coordinator. Give me your thoughts about these hires, man. Are you excited by them? I mean, we got no other choice but to be excited, right? I mean, everybody's looming. Aaron Rodgers, it's not guaranteed right now. I just wish everybody pushed the brakes on that right now. We'll just let's take it day by day, Jeff fans. We got the OC in the building. He, I think he runs a similar West Coast system, so that won't be a bad transfer for the offense. Uh, we got. I like the uh, old line coach that we brought in for the running game. That's definitely going to help Michael Carter, uh, Bam Knight, and Brees Hall once he gets healthy. And heck, we, maybe we keep James Robinson. Um, so you know, that's a that's a three four headed monster right there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we we can bring in Alan Lazar. Um, after we cut Corey Davis, I think Corey Davis is goner, man. I really like him, but he's too injury prone. Um, Braxton Berrios mm-hmm. gone. See ya. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, add little pieces with uh, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. I mean, let's go. I mean, if it's not Brett Favre, I mean, excuse me, <laughs> Brett Favre. I'm having flashbacks of 08, right? Yeah, <laughs> flashbacks <that's- laughs> of 08. Well, <laughs> uh, bringing Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what will it uh-huh. take to take him? I mean, I-, I was on Jake Asman earlier in the week, and I was the first one to mention this. Uh, Jeff fans, I said, hey. What if we give up this year's second and the 2024 second, which also could be, let's say we, we win the Super Bowl with A-Rod, and let's say we just bring him in, will that be a conditional first? And I, and I think that's a great compensation 
to bring in a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. And well, hey, well, man, hold, who hold knows? On, hold, on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think I think you're going to have to give up more than that for Aaron Rodgers. To be completely honest, according to all so. the I mean, reports, we gave up. Yes, you do. Hold on. Hold on. According to all the reports, everything that we're hearing out of Green Bay, you're going to have to give up two first. All right. You look at the situation, right? I know everyone wants to get. Everyone wants to get Aaron Rodgers for a bargain, and I get that. But let's be serious. Aaron Rodgers, even though he's 40, he's still an elite quarterback in this league. He still can play at an extremely high level. All right? When you look at the situation surrounding him, right, you look at what happened with Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford got traded for quite a bit, man. He got traded, I think it was like a first or two firsts, and, and a golf and other, other pieces as well that was put together. So when you look at that situation, hey, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that can still play at a high elite level. You're going to have to pay him. You're going to have to give the Packers at least two firsts. That's what, I, that's what they're looking for. And I think that's the least that you're going to have to give them to really pull this guy into the building. Now, the question is, because you talked about draft compensation, we're going straight there, all right? I know you're saying, that, oh, Hackett may not pull him here. Look, this is a very attractive spot now for Aaron Rodgers. If you're the Jets general manager, Brick, are you willing to give up those two firsts? I mean, yeah, but look at our general manager, Joe Douglas, though. I mean, this man is a wizard. This man is a wizard, and he, he's not going to – I think he's a general manager that's not going to give up the future for the present. I know the seat is a little warm for him and Salah. I understand that. We, we, we had a nice, uh, terrible collapse this year. I get that. But the way Joe Douglas handles his business – I don't think he's going to give up that much compensation because he knows we have to retool the offensive line. He knows we have to retool a little bit of the defense. So I don't I don't think so. I mean, I think giving up two second-round picks, maybe that second-round pick could be a conditional first. I think it's real competition for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so but here, here's my thing, though, Brick. Why, why is that giving up too much, right? Two first-round picks, that still allows you to continue to address other issues on the football team, which, by the way, no team's going to be perfect, none, okay? I know people talk about the, the New York Jets issues along the offensive line. Yeah, but we had a lot of guys injured this year, right? We, ATV went down. Beckton went down. We had multiple other guys. We were down to our four stringers at one point, right? So when you look at that, that can still be addressed. More than likely, you're going to need a tackle, maybe a center if you get rid of McGovern. you still got second-round pick and down to continue to address those issues, and you got free agency, right? You talk about the issues on defense. We need to correct that. The Jets have the fourth overall defense in the league. Our, we were in every single game this year. We didn't get blown out in yes, any of these games. We were in every game. So what exactly do we need? We need a safety. You can get that in later rounds. You can get all of these things in later rounds. You know what the biggest issue with the New York Jets was? Quarterback play. Can you? If we it's had been Aaron like that Rodgers, for fifty some years. Yeah, but if we had Aaron Rodgers this year, we'd be in the playoffs. If we had Aaron Rodgers this year, you could argue that the New York Jets would be, you know, a possible contender to be in the AFC championships or win the Super Bowl easily. Oh no, we won we the Super Bowl. We won the okay, Super Bowl. So we talked about. So uh, you just said it yourself. We went in a Super Bowl. So a Super Bowl is worth, what, more than two first-round picks? I'm giving that up easily. To solve this issue yeah. that we have had for I don't know how many years, two first-round picks, by gone. You can have it today. You could have had it a, a week ago if it's me. I'm making the move. If we're talking about, if you just said yourself out of your own mouth, that you think that if Aaron Rodgers is on this team, the New York Jets will win a Super Bowl, you can have those two first, and out the door you go. I have no problems with that. I'll give you the final word on this. 
All right, cool. So let me ask you this, uh, Joe, real quick. What if it be turns out to be a similar thing than far? We give up the two first round picks. Let's say we win a Super Bowl. I want to. I'm greedy, man. I'm greedy. I'm, just like all Jeff fans, I think we are greedy. I want. I want a dynasty. I don't want him to come for one year. We go to the promised land and he retires and we out two first round picks. Nah, bro. Two quick, years going to give us back to back Super Bowl. Quick question. Quick question. Quick question. Yeah. Well, quick quick answer. Excuse me. You're saying, you're talking about being greedy. I, and this is, I think it's funny, right? We're talking about being greedy. You want more multiple Super Bowls. That's why you want to keep. We have not won a Super Bowl since 1960. We haven't been in a playoff in 12 years. Oh, 69, excuse yeah. me. We haven't won. We haven't been in a playoff for 12 years. You're talking about building a dynasty. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to win. I get you want to have long-term success, and you could have that, because guess what? You got Zach Wilson sitting behind the guy. But, God, can we get somewhere first? Can we get to the? Bottom? I agree with you on that I, one, Joe. I, I, I agree with you, but Zach Wilson's washed, man. I don't even. He's washed. Hold on a second. The window in the NFL is so small. If you don't attack, if we, if there's any time that we need to gamble, it is now. If it's any time that you want to put picks on the line to gather the type of talent that Aaron Rodgers is, it is right now. This team is re- is ready. Go ahead. Again, I'll give you the final word on that. Nah, I, hey, you know what? I, I totally agree with you. I want to win. Everybody that's Jets fans want to win. You know, I'm all about the Super Bowls, man. I'm all about the Super Bowl. I mean, if we can get Rodgers, cool. But if we can't get Rodgers, I wouldn't. I can see us winning the Super Bowl with Derek Carr as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a choke well, artist. He's not a Kirk Cousins. He's not a Dak Prescott. <laughs> he's not a choke artist. He just didn't ever had a real team around him. We got the offense. Weapons. We got the defense, and if we can get him for a third, let's say we can't get Aaron Rodgers, we get Derek Carr. Would you settle for that? Yeah, I would have no problem with Derek Carr at all. I have no problem at yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the guy. That was was, it, was Matthew Stafford like right now? Was like thirty two? Was Matthew Stafford like thirty two when he got traded to the Rams yes. a couple years ago? Yes. Yeah, he was. 32. Derek Carr is thirty two. I mean, he. I mean, Matthew Stafford was never never uh, a top tier level one quarterback, he was like top two, like tier two. That's not bad. You know, he's you know top ten quarterback. That's not bad. We'll take that. Is Derek Carr top ten quarterback? I believe so. And with his numbers, 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, 10 picks, 7 picks, I'll take that all day. But with the Gary okay. Wilson – that will elevate them. The running game will elevate them. The defense will elevate them. I think, I think we'll be the AFC East Kings. I mean, I'm, we can beat Buffalo. We can yep. beat Miami. It's just yep. we just haven't gotten over the New England hump. Once we get yep. that, we're going to put fear, whoever the quarterback is, and Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, we are going to put fear in the AFC yep. East. Yep. We'll be the Kings yep. of New York yep. once again. Yeah, we will. Listen, Brixie, I got to slide off. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear Always, you. Right. my brother. Always, always, right. my brother. Take have care. Have a good one. Take care. Listen, Brick City calling in. And, again, even Brick as he was going out, and we'll get back to the lines again, 515-602-9639. I know that the Savages are going off in the chat. We'll get to you guys in a second, ask your questions, and I'll come to you soon. But, listen, even he talked about getting over the hump in New England. We were in both of those games in New England, okay, both of them. First one, we lost 22-17. You know, you look at the situation there, man. We were right there. We had them. We lost that game. We lost it. Other one, we won. We lost 10-3. to We're right there. 
crazy. We're going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're talking Jets hiring Hackett. We're talking Jets hiring Keith Carter. And is this the opportunity for us to grab Aaron Rodgers? Ted, we're coming to you next. They, uh, Mike, Ronald, Steve, we'll get to you guys in a second. Other callers, hold on. Coming directly to Ted. Salutes to you, Ted. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, for those of you that do not know, Ted, he's a savage. Damn, Ted is a savage. Salutes to you, Ted. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. What are your thoughts about the New York Jets hiring Nathaniel Hackett, man? How are you feeling? Joe, first of all, I have to apologize for the uh, commentary on Mike LaFleur on the last uh, phone call. I did say he was the CFL offensive coordinator, so I congrats uh, yeah. to him yeah. to getting. Yeah, I mean, I, I was wrong about that one, but uh, congrats <laughs> and good luck, Mike. You better do a little bit better yeah. out there. Uh, yeah. I like it, Joe. I mean, at least he's an experienced play caller. He runs a similar system as uh, – I guess LaFleur or whoever, West Coast-type system. Maybe yeah. maybe there's a glimmer of hope to get something out of uh, Zach Wilson, perhaps. Uh-huh. Perhaps there's some smidge of, of hope there that there could be – because he did do pretty well with uh, Blake Bortles. Um, yeah. You know, uh, on the Rodgers thing, if you can ask me about uh, giving up two first-rounders, I wouldn't give well, up wait, 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 wait. Before we get to Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Right before we yes, get sir. there, I, I want to talk. I want yes. to talk with you about Hackett. All right, and again, for those mm-hmm. of you that do not know, I was going to talk about this as well. Mike Lafleur mm-hmm. is with the Rams now. He is their offensive coordinator under Sean McVay. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to discuss a little bit of that with you. But going back to Hackett, now I want to be play devil's advocate here. All right, because I want to get your mm-hmm. thoughts on this. There's a lot of Jets fans that look at this hire and they go, "Man, this guy, he was terrible in Denver." All right, you look at Denver's offense. I think they were 21st overall uh, this past season when he got fired. They they didn't necessarily get it done. Why should they think that he's going to come here and have any type of success? You know, why why would they think that he's going to be able to come here and change the Jets' offense around when mm-hmm. you saw that what was just a complete calamity there in Denver? You know, why why do you think mm-hmm. he's going to do anything different here, Ted? Mm-hmm. He, uh, just based on his track record that he had in uh, Jacksonville and, and with Rodgers, and, I mean, I know Rodgers is a Hall of Fame car- quarterback, but um, Rodgers had a couple of really solid years with uh, Hackett as the OC. Um, I think Russell Wilson, we found out, is a system quarterback in Seattle, and once he left there, he's not the same, and perhaps maybe age has caught up to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't blame Hackett for being the first um, the first head coaching job, maybe. I, I can't blame mm-hmm. that for imploding. He wouldn't be mm-hmm. the first. He he wouldn't yeah. be the first. And he's yeah. that are just really good at being OCs. Like, uh, I just lost his name. It slipped out of my mind. Uh, the guy, oh, God. Uh, he, was, he was the Dallas OC back in the day. I can't, I can't think of his name. But there's... There's so many, like like Todd Bowles is a DC. He really is not a head coach uh-huh. material. He's yeah. a better DC. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the OC. He was the he was the head coach briefly for the for the Redskins. Well, when they were called the Redskins, he was the head coach mm-hmm. there um, for a minute. Um, I'll try to. Are you talking I'll about Gruden? 
No, not Gruden. Um, okay. I can't think of his name. I'll try. To, I'll try to get it, but I can't get. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't Google on my phone. I don't want to hang up. <laughs> no. No. Listen, I, and, and I hear you, and that, mm. that was that. That's kind of my argument as well. When when people bring that up, and then you also kind of mm-hmm. dig a little bit into what was going on there in Denver, and for what everyone is saying, it was very dysfunctional there, especially when you look at hacking mm-hmm. systems. It's very much about getting the ball out of your hands quickly. Wade Phillips, I think uh, Aunt Jet salutes to you. Uh, said Wade Phillips. I think that I think that is. Uh, I think that was Wade Phillips that was there too. I was thinking um, of North but, Turner. North Turner. Oh, it might be. Yeah, it might be North Turner. Okay, um, but when you look yep. at the situation, uh, you know, Hackett's Hackett's scheme is all about getting the ball out of your hands quickly. It's a very run heavy scheme. When you look at what Russell Wilson likes yeah. to do, he likes to keep the ball in his hands. He likes to roll out through yeah. stuff like that. So. There may have been issues just with a scheme fit. And, again, maybe it just wasn't the mm-hmm. right place, right time. And just because you're a bad offensive coordinator doesn't mean that you can't be a good, you know, or just because you're a bad head coach doesn't mean you can't be a good offensive coordinator. Correct. Right? So, yes, especially, mm-hmm. again, and like you said, too, even building on your point, going back to what we saw him do with Blake Bortles, that's huge because that mm-hmm. tells you that he mm-hmm. can get the best, get the most, out of a quarterback that really wasn't skilled much at all, which tells you he can build mm-hmm. a system, an offensive system for success. And, again, the Jags had a tremendous running game, a tremendous running game when he was there, and they would absolutely put it on you that way. And that's my next question for you is, do you think the New York Jets running game will be revitalized under Hackett's uh, you know, call as an offensive coordinator here? I would think so, Joe. I mean, any uh, – look, let me just say this. I still think in a, at any level, I don't care, regular season, playoffs, Super Bowl, you have to have a competent running game. You can't be pass-heavy. Unless you're Tom Brady, maybe you can get away with it, uh, or Mahomes. But, I mean, just look at Cincinnati last week against um, Buffalo. They ran for 150 yards, and they pretty much dominated the, you know, the running game. Buffalo couldn't run. The only runner they had was Josh Allen. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm still an old-school type of – uh, theorist where a decent running game and, you know, short passing attack always works. I mean, it's, you don't have to be a superstar thrower, I don't think. I mean, there's exceptions like Mahomes and things like that, but um, mm-hmm. to have it, to have that kind of running game, um, and then we have Brees Hall, and I don't think we need the six running backs, uh, you know, the six-headed running back for our, for our team, um, but maybe we can add a couple more weapons for whoever the quarterback may be. But that I, I like the offensive running game. They set everything else up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So when you look at the situation, and mm-hmm. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, we're already here. We're talking about it. If the mm-hmm. New York Jets don't end up with Aaron Rodgers, do you consider this hire a failure? Not at all. Not okay. at all. He, was, he could have been the best. I mean, look at all those all the choices. They were they were some of them didn't even call plays. They were, I mean, mm. they were basically, you know, under an OC. You have a guy who's mm-hmm. ran offenses, designed offenses, um, maximized potential. You know, than Blake Bortles. Um, and I wouldn't say made Aaron Rodgers an MVP, but he didn't hurt him. You know, he whatever his designs were mm-hmm. certainly helped Rodgers. Um, so I think he's the best choice that we had without getting like a Frank Wright, mm-hmm. who we were never going to get anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people were hoping for Frank, like you said as well. To, a lot of people felt like that was a pipe dream. Now, 
My next question oh, yeah. for you, you look at this situation. I've been talking about it, two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of fans, no, no, no. fans that are against that. What are your thoughts on it? No, because I sort of agree with the last caller, if we can get away with it. Joe, I, don't, I, don't, I still don't see a high market. He's, he's, he's 40. He's not coming mm-hmm. off a great season. You don't know if he's on, on, on the slide a little. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. And mentally, I don't know where he's at. You know, you never know with this guy. He's kind of a, you know, he's in his own world. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if you gave up two firsts, and I said it on the last show, you'd give up 13 this year, and if we were a top team, it would be a top 10 pick in 2024. You'd give those mm-hmm. two up. And I, I think that's a little rich. I think that's a little rich. I, I, I mean, you can get car, maybe car for for a mid rounder, and get you know thirty touchdowns and ten picks out of him, and that's mm-hmm. to me that's enough. And even Garoppolo hurt a lot, but I mean, you can get him for nothing and build your other, yeah. build other parts of your team. Mm-hmm. No, and and I hear that, and again, I've been a guy to talk about Carr here as well, but the question then right. becomes. I understand Carr, and he would come a, a bit cheaper, right? As as of now, that's how we're looking. But the elite right. type of talent that we need, right? When you look at all the – and I understand wanting to hold on to draft capital. I'm about that too. But at the same time, you right. have to know, you know, when it's time to roll that dice, when it's time to be aggressive. The same way that Joe Douglas was aggressive when Tyreek Hill was out on the market as well, right? Because everybody was like, oh, we got to keep all this capital. But when Tyreek Hill was out there, he was like, yes, I'm going to go grab, get this playmaker. And he was ready to put, you know, some things down on the table to make sure that that happened. Well, if you look at the issues mm-hmm. that we have, right, quarterback, Aaron Rodgers will slot in and fill all of those problems. All those problems will go away. Everyone talks about our offensive line needing to be retooled or helped. We're getting some guys back from injury that we know are going to come back and be able to put together solid performances, right? ATV, Becton's going to come back. We still have other picks to address those needs, but a lot of things Mm -hmm. would dissipate with good quarterback play. Great quarterback play hides a lot of deficiencies on your offense. And, yes, he's older, right? But so was Tom Brady when he went to Tampa Bay. And look what he did for them. Mm Look what he did for them. Right. Tampa Bay was not You're talked right. about being a, like a Super Bowl. They're gonna no. He walked right in there. They got some guys on the squad, right? They put it together and they won a Super Bowl there. We haven't won anything right. in so long. Why would I pass right. up on that type of talent for two first round picks? Everybody that I've talked to, including the last caller, Brick City, said if Aaron Rodgers was on our team, we would win a Super Bowl without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. Why are we passing that up that. for two first round picks? I, I wouldn't so, say well, it's a guarantee. For sure. Okay. Well, nothing's so a guarantee, many good quarterbacks. of course. But, yeah. but what would stop mm-hmm. us? What would stop us? We have the fourth overall defense. You look at most of the games, this, uh, all of the games this year, we're in every single one of them, right? We would have smashed New England. We would have beat Buffalo twice. We would have crushed the Dolphins. Yep. What would have yep. stopped us? We lost to the Vikings. I think it was 22-27. to 27. We have Aaron Rodgers. We smoked them. Our offense was, wasn't like it was dead in the red zone. What would have stopped us? I agree. Joe, keep asking everybody. Let me say this, what Joe. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I hear you, Joe. I, I agree in theory, mm-hmm. uh, but are we getting are we getting the MVP Rogers? Or are we going to get the twenty six touchdown whatever he had last year, fifteen interception Rogers, forty year old Rogers? Which one are we getting? Uh, we don't know. I think so. Go ahead and pay him sixty million. Go ahead, Joe. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think we're getting a a good Aaron Rodgers. Again, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers from last year is a little picture of who Aaron Rodgers is, right? We all know that. And there was a a lot of issues in Green Bay. There was a lot of issues with targets, weapons, stuff like that. But let me tell you Mm -hmm. something. (laughs) You're getting Aaron Rodgers, a guy that can still play at an elite level. Easily. If he steps in here, he's easily the New York Jets, the best quarterback they've had in I don't know how long. Off the bat. He can still throw the football. He can still run and escape. We've seen him go out there and produce week after week after week. And especially when you're talking about the issues that we have here. I just, two first-round picks to me, they're nothing. It's a drop in the bucket to get an elite quarterback for a team that is right there. A team that mm-hmm. is right there. I just... I, I just I, I, can't see not, I can't see passing them up. But So my final question before I let you go, man, Keith Carter brought into mm-hmm. the building as well, man. What are your thoughts on, on that? What are your thoughts on him being hired as our offensive, uh, offensive line coach? Joe, I wish I could say something intelligent about him, but I have no idea anything about him, quite honestly. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that Derrick Henry, you give the ball to Derrick Henry and you block, and yeah. he does the rest. And he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> That's all I know, yeah. Joe. If he can make, <laughs> hey, if he can make uh, Brees Hall a Hall of Famer, I'm down with that. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, maybe and maybe you know, anything. I look at it this way: anything's an upgrade from the floor. It has to be. Yeah. And yeah. Joe, I agree with you on the on the Rogers take, but mm-hmm. you know, when you say everybody, you know, we haven't been in playoffs, and he, you know, we won all these games. But we probably would won those all those games with Carr. You know what I mean? I just I get it. But Rogers is forty, and I don't know where his head's at. He's a two year rental. I, I you know there are questions. It's not it's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. AFC is loaded mm-hmm. with quarterbacks. You got Burrow, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You got Allen, yeah. who I don't. I think Allen's reached his peak, quite honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. But you got all these quarterbacks you have to beat. But I. I don't know if Rodgers is that much of an upgrade of a car at this point. I, I don't know. Maybe wow. slightly, but okay. I wouldn't say it's gigantic. I really don't. Okay. I, I mean, look, I, I love Derek Carr, but I, I think that Rodgers, yeah. to me, of course, Lamar Jackson is the guy, but I, I just don't think he's leaving the Ravens. But I think after no. Lamar Jackson, it's Aaron Rodgers, then Carr. That's that's on my list of top three. But. Listen, I got, I got a slide off, Ted. I want to thank you right, for Joe. calling in. All right, next time I have a show, all I want right, to hear Joe. from you, all right? All, all right. right, Joe. Have- We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Angelo. Angelo, I'm coming directly to you. I need to hear from him, man. I need to hear from him. Angelo, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Angelo, we are talking Jets. They've hired a new offensive coordinator. Hackett is in the building. Give me your thoughts on that, man. Are you happy with the hire? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I, I think we, that's what we wanted. We wanted a guy with experience, and we got it. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the floor, it was, you know, again, when we brought him in, it was like, okay, he's young, but it's also exciting, too, because there's potential. You know, and there was a lot of good other candidates out there that had potential, but I just don't think we're at that spot right now. You know, I think we, we tried it. We got to go for the proven commodity who's got the experience. Uh, you know, Denver, he's going to leave it behind him. And um, obviously he wasn't the offensive coordinator. He was the head coach, so it didn't work out. So um, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited we got a veteran coach in there. And um, on the piggyback, what you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, I think um, – 
I think that is a good idea because you know why? That gives Zach Wilson a chance. Okay, you bring mm-hmm. in Derek Carr or Lamar Jackson, I, w- w- Zach Wilson's only your backup. If you bring in Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, you're, you're probably guaranteed to make a deep playoff run. You know, I'm not going to say guaranteed, yeah. but it's highly likely to make a deep playoff run. And we still have the development of Zach Wilson in two years when Rodgers either retires or whatever. That Zach yeah. Wilson's going to be in his contract year, and you know, so that, that kind of works out right there, man. And if you got to give up a first mm-hmm. round pick, two first rounds pick, that's nothing. That's that's a Makai yeah. Becton, and uh, you know, uh, a Leonard Williams. You know, I, I get it, but mm-hmm. like it's just the draft picks are potentials anyway. We don't hit on you don't mm-hmm. hit on every first round pick. So if you got a proven commodity and Aaron Rodgers, like the last guy said, you got to go against Joe, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. I want a guy like Aaron Rodgers. You know, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, man. Like if, if you're going to go into yeah. the playoffs and play these teams with quarterbacks, you need a guy like Aaron Rodgers to compete against him. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and, and listen, I hear you, and that's that's one of my arguments as well. Is that look, if you if we're going to go in there, and I want you to come a little bit closer to your phone. I don't know if you're on a headset or or, or something there, Angelo, but come a little bit closer to your phone so I can hear you a bit more clearer. But if you're looking at the situation and you're saying to yourself, hey, we've got to go up against all of these guys, all of these weapons, all of these things we got going, then, hey, you want to make sure you get the, the biggest gun you can, you know? And Aaron Rodgers is that guy. Aaron Rodgers, to me, if you can get a guy, you know, for two first-round picks, then you go ahead and you grab him and you bring him into the building. And I understand that a lot of people want draft capital, and that's fine. Like, I get the draft capital, but, again, that does not stop you from continuing on with the rest of your draft. You still have other picks as well. You give up two first rounders. You're able to continue to, to have to continue to handle other issues and situations with the rest of the capital that you have. And by the way, look at the weapons that we currently have. You got a guy like Garrett Wilson. You got Elijah Moore. You got all these weapons. C.J. Uzama. All these guys become better with the elite type of quarterback play that you're going to get from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I just. You know, look, I get it. I'm a, I'm a Derek Carr guy, too. I like him as well. I think he's the most realistic, you know, out of all the guys. We know for sure that he's going to get moved. But to me, if you can grab Aaron Rodgers for two first-round picks, you make it happen. Angelo, go ahead and give me your final words on that, man. Yeah, and I want another thing, too, with our uh, mock drafts with our first-round pick. Um, they're talking about mm-hmm. picking up Paris Johnson, offensive tackle from Ohio State. That's, that's mm-hmm. great. But you know what? I, I got faith in Max Mitchell. I think we still got Dwayne Brown mm-hmm. for another year. We got ABT. We got Lakin Tomlinson. We got hopefully we bring back Connor McGovern. And we got Makai Becton. So I, at this point, our offensive line, I want to say it's set, but it's not because you've got to have some security, okay? Um, mm-hmm. So I could see this giving away that first-round pick. If we're going to pick a guy like Paris Johnson, okay, we, Max Mitchell, we have that, all right? We need mm-hmm. another receiver. You know, at this point, it's the, it's, it's the Mims show. We're talking about Mims again. This is his year. We keep saying it. So I, I would like the Jets to go after another receiver. But here's the thing. You bring in Aaron Rodgers early, you get the deal done early, you bring in mm-hmm. free agents. Everybody's going to want to yeah. play. We know we, what, what defense we have. Exactly. Now we have the quarterback. Okay? Exactly. So whatever the, exactly. the two first-round draft picks, you're going to pick up two first-round draft picks in free agency when you get Aaron Rodgers here. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. it. People forget exactly. about the free agency game. You can pick up any player you want. The draft doesn't yeah, matter. Their exactly. potentials. You can pick them up in free agency, man. So, yeah. um, no. and you can see this Listen. last year. Yeah, our, our quarterback ahead, play finish. fizzled out. Yeah, that's why we. Mm-hmm. That's why we didn't make the playoffs. It's because our quarterback play. If we had Aaron Rodgers last year, 
we'd be in the playoffs. We were a quarterback away. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we way, have I'm excited so- for Derek Carr and Rodgers. Yeah, we have so many players down the stretch, or so many chances down the stretch as well, you know, to get the job done, but we failed in a lot of those games, and that was the issue. So, uh, Angelo, I guess just we lost him, but we'll keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're talking about it all. Hackett, Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about Keith Carter as well. We hired him as Jets offensive line coach. So we're going to get back to these lines. Again, please give the stream a thumbs up. No matter where you're watching me from, please subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, share the stream along with your, across your social media with your friends and your family. You like to get to the stream. The Super Chat is there. Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. So next, I'm going to go to 908. You're looking like a new caller. I'm coming directly to you, 908. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on the New York Jets hiring. Nathaniel Hackett, how are you feeling about it? What's up, boss? I'm calling from Danella, New Jersey. Okay, what's going on, Danella? So give me your thoughts, man. Hackett, now the New York Jets offensive coordinator. How are you feeling about it, man? There's some Jets fans that are looking at him saying, hey, look at what he did in Denver. I don't want to have anything to do with him. There's some Jets fans that are excited about it. And, the, you know, they're hoping that he'll get Zach Wilson to progress, hopefully this offense to progress as well. What are your thoughts on him? It felt like it was the right move only because I see that Hackett has a great reputation in the league. He has experience, mm-hmm. obviously, going back to Blake Borders' play. It was just evident mm-hmm. that if he can bring that more polished West Coast offense to the New York mm-hmm. area, I think yeah. he'll be running much, much smoother than the ones that we saw with Mike LaFord. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And, again, it, like you said as well, that West Coast offense, you look at the situation, man, <laughs> they're going to be running the football heavy. And that's what I want to see from him. I want to see his running game come here and be implemented. The running game that the Jags had put together were, was phenomenal. And I want to see if he's going to be able to come here and do the same thing because we struggled down the stretch as well. Once Brees Hall went down, our running game really had issues. Nobody right. could really step up and take the spread. We just, we just struggled there. And, again, when we struggled there, it became, you know, we have to lean on Zach Wilson. And then the defenses, it was very easy to defend us. Right. You stack the box. You beg Zach Wilson to beat you with his arm. You know he can't do it. Those equaled losses. We struggled scoring down down the stretch as well because we could not run the football effectively. And that was huge. Hell, Brees Hall ended the year our lead in Russia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he only played seven games. Like, that, that's atrocious. So when you look at this situation, right, right. what are your thoughts about Hackett's influence on Wilson? Do you think he'll be able to revitalize Zach Wilson's career? Is he the right guy to, you know, unlock the potential that Zach Wilson has? I think that's a great keyword that you just used, revitalize. Um, I see a lot of forums that say fix Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson does not need Mm -hmm. to be fixed. He's a grown man. He can fix himself. At the end of the day, (laughs) I think the Jets' true identity Uh is the football. I mean, I miss those days Mm -hmm. where we had, like, a good stable. We had, you know, Bilal Powell. We had Chris Ivory. We had Mm -hmm. those power backs. If we can get Brees Hall, we can get Robinson going. Heck, we we can scare the league with our running game. And honestly, if Zach Wilson can thrive with that run-first playbook, then hopefully Mm -hmm. we can be a a good playoff team, and then people will start taking the Jets seriously. Yeah. No, listen, you're right. Now, my final question for you, because the lines are hot, man. 
Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> do you think that this move for, you know, you bring in Hackett, do you think that right. this move means that Aaron Rodgers is the next thing that the New York Jets are going to acquire? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say okay. no. Why? And that's just and that's just no no disrespect to Aaron Rodgers. I have high respect for him. It, it just seems that mm-hmm. he's going to retire as a Packer. I could be wrong. See Derek okay. Carr coming to New York. Okay. So it, out of out of all the quarterbacks that could be available, I'm just saying – you would rather go with Carr over Aaron Rodgers, or do you prefer Aaron Rodgers, but you're just unsure if he's going to, you know, even be around? Is that is that your whole thing? I would prefer Aaron Rodgers. I'm just looking at his age, his health. Um, we bullied him when we faced him in Green Bay, and his body can only think so much. Once we fix our offensive line, um, I think we can be solid. But I can see Derek Carr. I can also see Tannehill now that we actually um, – I think we hired the the run game coordinator from Tennessee. Uh, Tannehill, yeah, Carter. Know, he's very athletic. Yes, yes. He's very athletic. Um, you know, he's a, he's a poised passer. He's not really flashy. But I, I'll take either Derek Carr or, or Ryan Tannehill. So thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one. Listen, we're going to get back to these lines, but before we get there, we're going to go to the chat. We're going to the Savages in a second because I want to go back and forth with y'all as well. The lines are hot. We'll get to everybody. J.E. salutes Savage. J.E. says Hackett didn't call plays in Green Bay uh, with the Packers. Actually, yes, he did call, uh, pack, uh, call plays in Green Bay. He actually shared the responsibilities. He didn't call all of them, but he did specifically work within the red zone and called a lot of plays there. Um, he set up a lot of the packages and did things too. So he did indeed – call plays there with the Packers at times. Did he call all of them? No. But specifically in the red zone, he was a guy that called plays. And, yes, they did have a number one scoring offense at one point. And then he, J.E. also went on to say, no, Hackett didn't fix Bortles. He's out of the league. Uh, he also made Russell Wilson look like a rookie. I'm not sold. And I hear you. All right, but here's the deal. Hackett's not responsible for Blake Bortles' whole career, okay? When Blake Bortles was there, when he was there under him and his tutelage, uh, guess what? They had a, a top offense in the league. They were sixth overall uh, in, in total offense in that, that year. So guess what? <laughs> he, he, was, he got him functional. That year they went to the AFC Championship. Blake Bortles looked better in that year than he had ever looked in his career. That's a fact. Now, he can't do everything, right? He can't carry you through the rest of your career. But those were big years. Those were big formative years. And, again, he did struggle. Uh, the, the Broncos did struggle with Russell Wilson. But, again, you keep digging – you listen to a lot of the stories and a lot of reports coming out. There was a lot of dysfunction going on within the Broncos, you know, situation. And Russell Wilson, honestly, just didn't fit his scheme, to be completely honest. That's a lot of reports that Russell Wilson just didn't fit his scheme, and there was a lot of issues there. But that is the ding on him, is that he didn't perform there, didn't perform well there uh, with the Broncos. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 6029639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. The lines are hot. We're going to get to everybody, all right? Again, for all my new callers, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Also, there's no cursing on my show. Do not call into my show cursing. It's a family show. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster, we got Mike LaFleur out of here. <laughs> Woo! That was fast. He's with the Rams. You know, Mike LaFleur has been hired as a Rams offensive coordinator, okay? But uh, he ain't here. <laughs> so we're going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers next. 
I'm going to go to my guy, Ronald. Ronald, I'm coming directly to you. Mike, Steve, Jason, other callers as well. Please be patient. For those of you that do not know, that boy, Ronald, oh, Ronald Perry is a savage, okay? <laughs> Ronald, salute. I want to thank you for calling in, man. Listen, you hear what we're talking about, all right? Hackett's in the building. Give me your thoughts about yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nathaniel Hackett, man. How are you feeling about this? Hey, um, I'm feeling, uh, no, I ain't mad. Honestly, I'm not mad, man. I'm just like, you know, he, he's like, he was a head coach and he didn't cut it there. But like you said, as a offensive coordinator, you know, I think uh, he's going to show us something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'll be able to come in and show us some things as well. Now, my question for you is, there's been a lot of talk about him and quarterbacks, whether it be Russell Wilson or Blake Bortles. Do you think he's the right guy to come in and revitalize Zach Wilson's career here? Do you think he'll be able to get the most out of him? Honestly, I don't know about that because I just feel like Zach is – I guess he has, he has, the, um, he has what, it, what it takes to like be a quarterback and everything, but I, I don't mm-hmm. – I mean, I just don't see it. I don't know why I don't see it, but I don't, I don't see him becoming this star number two pick in the draft type of mm-hmm. year. I, I, I think he's all right. As a matter of fact, I think that he would be a a good backup. You know, but honestly, like okay. you said, you said uh, Derek Carr. I'm like, I'm not mad at that idea right there, though. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, are you a guy that wants to see Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers, or are you a guy that? If the New York Jets could acquire Aaron Rodgers, you'd rather see him get picked up and traded for. You know, I I would like to see Aaron Rodgers, but I don't want to. I don't want it to be like we're chasing him, chasing him, and then when it comes down mm-hmm. to it, we miss him, and then at that time, Derek Carr is gone, Garoppolo is gone. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Then we we have basically yeah. have to stick with. Zach or something, something crazy like that. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to chase him too much. You know what I'm saying? I, okay. I really would like for him, I would like for him to um show some effort. You know, like okay, okay. So let's let's, like, let's do this. Let's, let's do this. This is gonna be my final question for you because you you bring in some heat right now, and I hear you. I wouldn't want to chase him either. Again, Carr. I think uh, February fifteenth. By then, they have to make a decision on him because otherwise, the stipulation in the contract that will really, you know, start to eat up stuff with him as far as cap wise. Now. If Aaron Rodgers is on the table and the Packers come to you and say, hey, give me two first-round picks and you can have Aaron Rodgers, if you're the Jets general manager, are you doing it? Hey, you know what? I could – I would say first round, a first-round and also a, um, two first-rounds, but one first-round right now and next year, if he decides to retire, then that, that second first-round is off the table. So a conditional, another conditional first round pick. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly, I, I, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm yeah, pretty exactly. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they, again they would speak to him and make sure that everything's locked in. But I mean, you know, if you're trading for Aaron Rodgers, so two first round picks, you're willing to part. Look, I respect that. I respect that. So we're gonna again salute again to Ronald Perry for calling in. We're gonna keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine five one five. Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers next. I'm going to my guy, Gil. Gil, I'm coming directly to you. Jason, Mike, Steve, we'll come to you guys in a second. Other callers as well. 
Gil, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Gil, we are talking Jets. We're talking Hackett. We're talking about it all. Give me your thoughts about Hackett being hired here as the Jets offensive coordinator. How are you feeling about it? How are you doing? It's good to be on the show again. Um, thank you. Um, Hackett. Absolutely. Uh, I want to be optimistic. But I really do. You know, I, Mm-hmm. I want the Jets to be good. I want them in the playoffs. I want them in the Super Bowl. I'm tired of being laughing stock and all my friends. You know, they did the same old mm-hmm. job. But I, I, the move just reeks of desperation. It, it just feels like mm-hmm. they hired him, you know, to try to get Aaron Rodgers. You know, just mm-hmm. like, you know, they're, they're on the high. Like Joe Douglas, uh, I think the, um, Roberts, uh, they missed a pit track, you know. You know, it's, mm. it's, I hate to say it, but that's your butt, you know. I mean, he, he looks horrible. And, well, you know, he's kind of fell apart. Here's the thing. Guys are more yeah, here's the You got to fix your phone a little bit. You're kind of going in and out. Uh, so fix your phone really quickly. Oh. But here's the deal. I, I hear what you're saying about, um, you know, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it reeks of desperation to bring in Hackett, right? Here's a guy that's a veteran offensive play caller. He's a guy that we've seen him. He has a long resume in this league, and we've seen him have great success. All right? I don't think it's necessarily them reaching for Hackett to then get Aaron Rodgers because you also have to think of the situation where maybe, there's, maybe Aaron doesn't end up here. So if you, if you ended up hiring Hackett simply to draw in Aaron Rodgers and that doesn't happen, you're screwed. Right? But if you look at his system, his system has been successful in other spaces. Sella also has a relationship with him as well. Not only have they coached together, coached, you know, on, on the same spot before as well, right, with the Jags, but he's also gone on and had success with the Packers. We saw him have success with the, with the, with the Jaguars as well as an offensive coordinator once Sella moved in. And we've seen him build systems around quarterbacks that really weren't that good. And also his offensive style really leans to what the, what the Jets want to do. They want to run the football. They want to be physical. They want to, you know, absolutely do – you know, what it takes to get to the next level. And that's what Hackett's system has done. We've seen it. We've seen them be, have a power running game, and that's what the New York Jets want to do. They want to be a physical running football team. And they also have a quarterback in Zach Wilson who they need help grooming and maturing, and we've seen him be able to get the best out of one of the most ill, you know, quarterbacks in the league, the most ill-gifted quarterback in the league, and that was Blake Bortles, who was not very talented, wasn't very good, you know, was considered a real hindrance to the Jaguars, and he was able to put a successful offense around him. So I don't think it's just about attracting Aaron Rodgers. I think it's about figuring out the best fit for the football team going forward, and they got the guy, and I thought they got the right guy. Give me your thoughts. Um, I mean, the, the main thing, he had one good year. So as far as – I don't mean – did not call plays in Green Bay in the red zone. He helped design the red zone. So the play call sheet for the red zone players, he helped mm-hmm. the league, he helped design those. But Michael LaFleur mm-hmm. had the headset the whole time. No no NFL team has the headset back and forth during the game. Who has the headset in the no, game to call the plays? He did, he, did, he did a 50, it was a 50-50 job. He did call plays there. He did. He didn't call all the plays, but he did call plays there for a fact. It was a 50-50 job, and he did call plays at the red zone too. He absolutely did. He's on record doing that. He helped design the red zone offense. He did do that. He also helped calling plays as well. That's All right. And working. then, and then, call plays. The power running in 2017 mm-hmm. with Jackson, 
Leonard Fournier, rookie, he had the 1,000-yard rushing season. That was their one big, you know, they had a, had a large, great white room game. But before that, Doug Marone, you know what I mean? It's Michael Floor. I don't, I don't know that Hackett was, was the guy in designing the offense. I think we're giving him too much credit as far as the success he had. I think that we're giving him too much credit. I think in Green Bay, it was Michael Floor and Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? And you know, it's the same thing like Adam Gase. Adam Gase got so much credit that Peyton Manning did. It wasn't Adam Gase, it was Peyton Manning. It the greatest of Peyton Manning. That's not the thing. It's the greatest. Yeah, but that's, that's not he the same thing, him. though. That, that, that's not the same thing. That, that's not the same thing. Comparing Nathaniel Hackett to Adam Gase is not even close. Adam Gase had one year of success, and you're right, it was under Peyton Manning. But it's not like that's what you see here with Hackett. That's not, that's not what you see at all. Again, we saw the Jags have a successful offense. He was their offensive coordinator. They, had, uh, they were total six overall offensively. He was there. They went to the AFC Championship. He was there. Blake Bortles is nowhere near Peyton Manning, not even close, right? So we saw a successful offense there. After he moved on, he goes to the Packers. Yes, he has Aaron Rodgers, but still, we're seeing success. It's not like <laughs> he was nobody, right? Like he, he never called plays. No, that is not calling, Aaron, uh, calling Nathaniel Hackett. Adam Gaze, I think it's a, a very far stretch. But I'll give you the final word before I let you go. Okay. I'll say this. Aaron Rodgers doesn't. I hope he does. But if for some reason we don't get Aaron Rodgers and we get any other quarterback, even Derek Carr, you know, well, if we were to get, you know, Lamar, but that's not going to happen. That, that, Lamar's not coming. But we get Jimmy Garoppolo. He's starting to death next year for Hackett. It will be a the only way this this will be bitter success is if we errors. I think our fans were going to be terribly disappointed. Mm-hmm. We don't get. Yeah, I, we just lost him. I'm sorry, Gil. We just lost you. Your phone line went out. I guess again he was back and forth on his phone line. Hopefully he's going to be able to get get back in with a better phone line. But we're going to keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five. 6029639 is the number calling again. When you call in, please make sure you have a good phone. You're in and out and then we'll lose you. So now we're going to go to Jason. Jason, I'm coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Jason. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, for those of you that do not know, Jason, oh, he's a savage, man. Savage. Listen, Jason, we're talking about it all, man. We got people calling in saying they do not like the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett. You heard the last call before we actually lost him, talking about how, you know, he feels like Hackett is the second coming of Adam Gaze. You got other people like myself as well that's kind of excited about Hackett and what he can bring to the table. What are your thoughts about the situation, man? Well, um, I can understand why we see um, people comparing him to Adam Gaze. I totally understand that, but at this point, you can't compel them. Um, that, I know he had a bad year with the Broncos, but that just just so mm-hmm. many things just failed. It just it wasn't a just it wasn't playing calling, it wasn't any it was just the whole I think it was every everything around them just fall apart. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as people predicted mm-hmm. and I think that's what killed everything. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy, you know, people say this is a chance to get Rodgers do. I love Rodgers. Um, I watched mm-hmm. him, my dad's a Bears fan, and so he hates Rodgers. So I watched him play <laughs> against the Bears a lot. And but um, 
I just I love the man, dude. He he's a mm-hmm. he's a he's a franchise QB man. So mm-hmm. I would love um, I would love to trade. I hope we do get him, dude. That would be my uh-huh. I'd be ecstatic to get him. But the one okay. thing I do have to say though, oh go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So my my, my question for you, and it's again, you, you know, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers and wanting to bring him in. But here's my thought process, and I want to think about it like this. Let's say, again, Hackett's here, you're excited about Rodgers. What if we don't end up with Aaron Rodgers? You know, what if Aaron Rodgers is traded to some other football team? Lamar Jackson stays on the Ravens. What do you want to do then? Where do you want to see the Jets go as far as their quarterback? I mean, who's another guy you'd like to see them target? Oh, man, that's, 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 that's to me, that's a, that's a bad situation. But um, I get the only <laughs> option you have in that. Well, if you compare Rodgers or Lamar to anyone else, they are, you know, Derek Carr. He's a he's a good quarterback, but he's just good. He's not great. He's not gonna, you know, if we need him to win us a game or two, we don't know if he can do that. So mm-hmm. it's it's hard. I guess you go with Derek Carr and hope and build this offensive line and hope somehow that we can go in all the way and win it. But mm-hmm. I think if you if you realistically if you're looking to win to go to the Super Bowl to be in the playoff, you have to go with one of these top QBs that can win you these games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the deal, and I hear it. Look, everybody loves Aaron Rodgers. I do as well. But I think that Derek Carr is a guy that can get the job done as well. You look at Derek Carr and his background, multiple 4,000 passing yard years. We've seen him constantly do that. I think we've only had one 4,000-yard pass in the history of the New York Jets, and I believe it was Joe Namath. I think he was only like seven yards over 4,000 yards. So he comes in, he'd be established. I also think that a lot of people, when they look at Derek Carr, they think that he's just some average run-of-the-mill guy. No, I think he's an above-average quarterback. I think he's good. I think he's a top top 15 quarterback in this league, and that's honestly exactly what we need to come in here and take the next step forward. If we had a top 15 quarterback on this roster, the New York Jets would play off easily, easily, right? Then you look at the dysfunction that has gone on with the Raiders, a lot of the issues drafting-wise, right? We see Gruden, all the things that went on with him, and uh, the, the Mayock, uh, the, their general manager, blowing through drafts. There was a lot of issues there with the Raiders, and he was able to be, go out there and be successful with a lot of the things that they had. So I don't think that the world's over if we don't land Aaron Rodgers. I think that we'll be solid if we can land one of those three guys. So even if we miss out on Aaron Rodgers, I think that, hey, Carr is a guy that I'd be excited about as well. I've talked about him as being my guy because I think he's the most realistic. But, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is on the table, I think you've got to do what it takes to get him. And that leads me to my next and final question for you. We've been talking about this all night long. All right. I've been talking about listing two first round picks to grab Aaron Rodgers. I'm doing it today. I'm doing it yesterday. Okay. And I'm making it happen. If Aaron Rodgers is on the table and all you have to give up is two first round picks, Jason, I'll make you the Jets general manager for the day. Two first round picks and you can grab Aaron Rodgers. Are you making that happen? Absolutely, dude. That 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 that's an easy thing to do. The only thing the only thing Go I would ahead. have is that is the twenty twenty um not this first round pick but the next first round pick is somehow watch uh-huh. decide next year to hang up. I would be I would make a contender so it'd be a second round and a like six round pick mm-hmm. because of that situ because of then 
if he's gone, then at least we have something so that at least we have a first round back just in case a situation mm-hmm. like that happens. But there's one thing I do want to mention. This yeah, offense, it all comes down to O-line. doesn't matter who's the QB. Well, Rodgers does help. Mm-hmm. Will help. Um, he can run and do all that. But if we don't fix this O-line, then there's no point of doesn't matter who's the QB, it's going to fail, just like what happened this year. No, absolutely. I, I believe that as well. But, again, I think a lot of people are forgetting that we're getting guys back from injury, and you still have other draft picks to do that. Not only do you have other draft picks, but if you grab Aaron Rodgers, there's going to be one. Of, there's going to want to be guys that are going to want to come in here to help you simply because you have Aaron Rodgers. You've got a legitimate quarterback. You have a legitimate defense. There's guys that are going to want to come here because they can win a title. That's what they look at. The same way we well, saw guys, the guys run to Tampa Bay because Tom Brady was there. We saw that. We saw them put together a team with guys that were willing to come there because, oh, Tom Brady's here. I'm ready to go. I want to go play for them because I know that with Tom Brady there, you got a chance to win a title. Where you bring Aaron Rodgers here with the weapons that we currently have and all the things in place, hey, look, you got a chance to win a title. So, listen, Jason, it was phenomenal speaking to you. I got to slide off. The lines are hot. You have yourself a good one, all right, my friend? You guys too, um, Jed up. Absolutely, salutes. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please make sure your phone lines are good. I need to be able to hear you, okay? Call me with a Sesame Street phone. I can't hear you. There's nothing I can do. All right, I want to hear your takes. I want to go back and forth with you. Also, there's no cursing on my show. Do not call into my show. Cursing, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast, all right? Faster than we got the floor out of here. I'm doing it. Talking fast. That was fast. He landed somewhere else, but it was pretty fast. They said it was his decision, but I don't know if it really was. So next we're going to my guy, Bill. Bill, we're coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Bill. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Bill, we've officially hired Nathaniel Hackett as our offensive coordinator. Keith Carter is our offensive line coach and running game coordinator now. Give me your thoughts on this, man. I got people calling in and comparing him to Adam Gaze. I mean, how are you feeling about the situation? Big Joe, thanks for having me on the, on the line. Uh, definitely not Adam Gaze's situation. This is a guy who's experienced. <laughs> we needed someone to get in the seat to uh, set up the whole quarterback next phase. This guy's respectable. He's got a good history. If you look at his history, yeah, well, it's at Denver. Mm-hmm. Denver, you look at some of the game film. Like you said, if you watch some of the guys who are quarterbacks watching that film and they break it down, Russell Wilson had a lot of problems. There were a lot of things going on. We don't know about what's going on in the uh, in the locker room, but there was obviously there were some issues going on with performance and execution. Yeah, everyone gets mm-hmm. caught up behind the uh, offensive coordinator, but I think everyone agrees that if Zach you know, was able to pull the trigger on some of those throws, then we wouldn't have a new offensive coordinator. Um, based yep. on performance alone, you know, uh, uh, there's something about the floor we're finding out now. Rub guys the wrong way. You know, I always complain about how he has all this cute stuff going on in his uh, his formations. He wasn't aggressive enough. Those are things that we overlook. That probably led to him moving on. I don't think we have that problem with Hackett with his uh, history with the run aggressive run offense and uh, with the pieces we have in place. We just need the guys to execute, and uh, I think I think that's uh, where we're one step closer to where we need to be with this guy. Yeah. So when you look at the situation, you talked a bit about LaFleur and with Hackett now being in the building, I think one of his biggest jobs is to fix whatever's going on with Zach Wilson, right? We talk about all the talent that Zach Wilson has, everything that he, you know, is bringing to the table. 
man, what are your thoughts? Do you think that Hackett will be able to unlock the potential that's, that Zach Wilson holds? I think that's up to Zach. You know, everyone wants to think that you get a new guy in to fix him, like, you know, Mr. Miyagi's going to come out and clap his hands and rub his hands together and put him on Zach's arm, and he's going to suddenly know where to throw the ball every every play. But it's just, clearly there's other things going on uh, up top in his head. You know, the guy's got, he got coaches flying in from all over the country, and he's got all sorts of quarterbacks he's calling, and he's still not getting it. So for Hackett, obviously, for him to be around, you know, they're going to give Zach another go at it in terms of just seeing if he can kind of establish something for next year. But it's going to be critical about who's going to be the starting quarterback because that's the guy mm-hmm. who's going to have a, be in the quarterback room with Zach to, to go forward and try and straighten him out. I mean, if you have an offensive coordinator, he's going to come up with a scheme. The quarterback coach is going to install it with the quarterback. So, you know, there should be more concern about that guy. At the end of the day, Zach's going to have to get it. So we'll see, if, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Are you expecting the New York Jets running game? to be revitalized under Hackett? Because that's something I saw mightily struggle last season and I was shocked by. We've seen in the past Hackett be able to put some things together. Do you think the Jets' offensive offensive running game will be able to step forward with Hackett calling the plays there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if it could get worse, I would be surprised. I really could. I mean, when you take a look at the fact that, you know, we have our guys up there. Like I said, it's like a ballet. We have tight ends going left and right, people going in motion all yeah. over the place, guys going through, and then, you know, it's it's you know, one yard in a cloud of dust for our running game. It's it's inconsistent with the blocking mm-hmm. up front and with a, a new offensive line coach with a new offensive coordinator. So, I mean, how many double teams did you see? I look back at some of the game things, and I don't see our guys double teaming. It's all single and up, going to uh, trying to be cute, guys pulling all over the place, and, and it's just too mm-hmm. much. And I say in the beginning of the year, I think you all remember all the press conferences. Lafleur said, but more than anything, Salah kept saying, "We got to make it simple. We got to keep it simple. We got to go back to basics." And the problem was that everything, every week, it never got simple. They tried to strip it down as much as they could, but when your your system is, it's just like there's so many moving parts. It's you're just going to have errors. So I think Hackett's pro. He's going to take a look at what happened last year. Salah already knows what he wants. It's just a matter of them being on the same page, and that's going to mean a strong running game with a, a lot of power behind it, which. You know, we have a lot of these guys who are on the offensive line right now might be back next year for rotational players, but they definitely have to do some upgrades. But we have, a, you know, traditionally the last couple of years, some big guys up front, we get a couple more guys in the draft, and have a solid run game, um, which I think we, we will have, with obviously with the running talent we have up front. That all mm-hmm. starts there, and uh, I think we're in a good position for that with a couple of new guys uh, coming in the draft and our guys getting healthy. Yeah. So now we're getting the big question, man. All right. Everyone's no, no. talked about it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Listen, Aaron Rodgers, all right, mm-hmm. clearly there's a lot of speculation. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I would think that if I'm Hackett, right, and I'm coming off of a season in Denver where things didn't go the way I wanted. I got fired after 15 games. Everyone's looking at me, haha, laughing at me, you know. I'm the weird kid in the hall just trying to get home, you know, <laughs> after after a rough day in class, right? So – if I'm looking at the Jets position, I'm saying to myself, uh, Zach Wilson, probably don't want to coach him. I'm guessing, and I'm, I know the Jets probably wouldn't say this publicly. Again, this is conspiracy theory. I would guess that the Jets wouldn't tell you publicly who's going to be their next quarterback. But I'm pretty sure privately, right, they probably told Hackett who the next quarterback is going to be. Now, if you right. look at Hackett's connections, right, you look at his connections around the league, pretty strong connection with Aaron Rodgers. That's funny, right? Aaron Rodgers is a guy that's talking about being traded out of Green Bay. Do you think that the acquisition of Hackett, all right, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, 
But if you do you think that the acquisition of Hackett leads you to say, hey, look, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the next acquisition for the New York Jets? Is, it, is that something that you follow there? Is that a conspiracy theory that you think holds some truth? No, I don't think I don't think I, I feel like this whole thing was some sort of you know they're trying to go that route because they know that Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know he might not come. Green Bay might say, yeah, we you know we don't want to trade you. He doesn't he can't force his way out of there. He'll sit there collect his was it fifty million some ridiculous number. If they're going to pay it, he'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like mm-hmm. last year when was, everyone said they hired uh, Hackett for him to go uh, to Denver, and Green Bay you know that the work that Green Bay had him uh, last year, but he had a cheap year in his contract last year. It's going to just be ridiculous mm-hmm. this coming year. So. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I follow that. I think at the end of the day, we talk about they, they're sitting in the room, they're offering Hackett uh, the contract. Obviously, we're going to have that discussion. He's going to want to know at some point who's going to be the quarterback. What do you guys have plans? You know, mm-hmm. you got to know what he's working with. Mm-hmm. He's not just going to take the job without knowing the strategy, and they're going to share that. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is part of that. I don't know if, you know, mm-hmm. they feel like there's going to be some insights or there's anything that was arranged ahead of time, because for all we know, Green Bay may have said, hey, Aaron Rodgers, we're not going to pay you $50 million, so you can go start talking to teams. Yeah, we don't know if he's get, gotten that permission. Maybe that's already happened. If that's happened, then the whole thing. Um, was hinged upon Hackett going to the Jets also. Maybe that will all come out at the end of the day. But right now, for all we know, they needed to get someone. We look at all the other guys who were offensive coordinator candidates. Who else had the experience of Hackett who was viable? I mean, there's no one. So I think we have to keep that in mind because before the announcement came, there's a lot of guys who were nice potential guys, who were nice young guys, but they needed a veteran OC to go in there to set a, set a tone for everyone to kind of have uh, confidence in the, the, the game plan and just go with it. So I think, you know, he worked out. He was a guy who had that experience. You bring him in. The fact that he has Aaron Rodgers connections, that's great. But I don't think that was something that was uh, – it's like if it doesn't work – because you know what's going to happen next. If the Jets are going to go ahead and they're going to get Derek Carr, and, and the Jets fans mm-hmm. are going to go up like, oh, why do we get this? Why do we get Hackett? And they're going to be all confused because conspiracy theory got yeah, blown up. Yeah. But it's like, it's like yeah. you know, let, just trust that these guys' jobs are online. These guys are being paid millions of dollars. They want to keep getting those million-dollar checks. They're not too can do something and, and pull their eggs one basket in desperation. This was not a beginning of last year. This was not a, a playoff or die scenario because the Jets were just coming out of, the, out of the, the dumpster, just getting it back together. But now we had some success and everyone's losing their minds. I think Woody and Joe are on the same page. I think they understand. They have a couple of years here, so I don't think it's a matter of like, okay, if we get Aaron, if we don't get Aaron Rodgers and everyone's going to get fired. I think uh, Derek Carr, if we. Derek Carr has to be dealt first. If you take him up, I think everyone will be happy with that because you have a solid, reliable quarterback and you have a solid offensive coordinator just in those two positions where we had a lot of turmoil last year. If that was just me, mm-hmm. where would we be? We'd be playing this weekend. So I think mm-hmm. ownership and management understands that. The fan base is crazy. We all know that. It's in New York. You know, I love my people, but, you know, we're a little nuts. <laughs> but, you know, it's just it's a good picture altogether. And, and if it don't get Ryan uh, Rogers with Hackett, it's not the end of the world. If we get uh, Derek Carr, that's a reliable quarterback, like you said, who's throw for 4,000 yards other than Joe yeah. and no one. So it's like so we got to look and see uh, what we have. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. It's only a couple of weeks away, and I'll be looking forward to talking yeah. to you when the whole Derek Carr uh, news drops because they got to get rid of him at some point soon. That's a fact. Now, before I let you go, quick question. Two first-round picks. You're the Jets general manager. The Packers say, hey, give us two first-round picks. We'll give you Aaron Rodgers. Are you doing it? Yeah, of course. Uh, these people, I don't okay. know what they think. If you're gonna, if you have these two picks, it's uh, one this year, one next year, right? Okay, what's the rookie okay. this yeah, year yeah. gonna do for you? Is that guy gonna take it to the playoffs? I don't think so. And then after that, you got another rookie with no quarterback. Okay, we're gonna have Strebler mm-hmm. out there with your two first round picks. That's not gonna do anything for you. So, yeah, okay. obviously, the ideal situation is to get um, 
you know, the, the low, as low as possible. And Joe's, Joe yeah. is a horse trader. We know that. Everyone, he's a legendary horse yeah. trader. He, he understands that Green Bay, if they don't trade him, they got paid $15 million and they have no cap space. They can't do anything else. He knows they don't want to do that. He understands also yeah. that they want to keep Aaron Rodgers out of the uh, NFC, so that limits the number of teams. So he understands the situation. He understands that who else is really going to go and pay $50 million and make a deal for him for the first uh, for two forms. So yeah, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if the Justice go ahead and get Derek Carr anyway. But, you know, I'm not sure there's a lot of things going on with Derek Carr. He has a lot of other options. Maybe he'll have to stay, um, you know, the certain teams he has. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, two firsts is not too much. And Joe's probably going to be able to deal with it the first this year in a conditional. And then, um, you know, I've been hearing some also about maybe throwing Corey Davis into a trade. This is a Green Bay was – I heard this on a Green Bay uh, podcast saying that they were scouting Corey Davis and they even made an offer to the Jets for him earlier in the year. They were in no way mm-hmm. held on them, so now you know, that might be a piece also. It's a guy who maybe it's a time for him to get another another environment and be a nice mm-hmm. first round and Corey, and then everybody's happy. So don't you, you never tell I wouldn't be off. against that. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. against that. Now, look, I love Corey Davis, but can't stay healthy. Drops a lot Not of footballs. We saw the emergence. <laughs> we saw the emergence of Garrett Wilson, you know, so there, yeah. we, can, we can make things happen. So, listen, Bill, I got a lot, lot, of, lot, of, lot, of, lot of good receivers. A lot of good receivers in this draft also. A lot of guys on the radar. Uh, as always, every year, the yeah. guys, the first-round guys, everyone looks up, but a lot of guys, the three, third mm-hmm. and fourth-round guys, going to surprise you, Joe, pick those guys out. Yeah, listen, Bill, I got a slide off. You have yourself a good one, all right? Take care, man. All right. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Believe me, Savages will get to you in a second. All right, these lines is hot. Next, I'm going to my guy, Mike. 919, this is Mike from Bayshore. For those of you that don't know Mike, oh, he's a savage. Salute to you, Mike. Who the F is that guy? Who the F (laughs) is that guy? Get the Get the front out of here. Yeah, watch it, Mike. Yeah, watch it. Shut the no front door. That's right. Nope. That front door needs to be closed. Big Give Joe. me your thoughts, Mike. Get the yeah, hell out of here. Dobinson, the livest one. Shut the front door. Who in the He's hell is talking. that guy? Talk about it. Talk about it. Give me your thoughts. Get the F out of here. All right. Get the right. F out of here, man. You can't contain me. You can't detain mm. me. Mm. Yeah. Lots of Baker Stavison levels went. All right. Who is that Let's guy? Go. Who is that guy? Let's yeah, go. Get, uh, yeah, yeah. Settle Listen, down. Mike, you... Fire. Fire. Mike with the fire, okay? We're going to keep getting to these lines. I don't know. Mike called in. He was charged up. I don't know what's going on with them. Next, we're going to Steve. We're going to Steve, man. Steve, we're coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Steve. Listen, we just came off of a call where Mike called in. He was going crazy. I don't know. <laughs> he wanted to know what was going on. Bill, I, I, I thought this call was phenomenal. But Mike, you know, clearly has an issue. But, you know, as we keep on moving, you saw he brought the fire. Steve, we've been talking all night, man. We've been having discussions left and right about the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett and Keith Carter being brought in, man. What are your thoughts about the situation there? How are you feeling about these two new hires for the Jets offensive staff? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on your show. It's always great to, to talk to you. 
Always great to Thank hear you. from you. Yeah, before before we continue, man, I, I don't know what happened with that guy because he knows better than that you don't allow cursing on your show. Because no, if we no, curse did, on he, your he, show, he, bad, you mean fast. Mm-hmm. Faster than we got mm-hmm. Adam Gaze out of here. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Steve, I hear you. You awake? Let's go. I hear you. Let's go. Let's go. And Joe, he didn't curse. Joe, he, he did say shut hey, the Joe, front Joe. door. All right. He said shut the front door. Joe. Don't curse. Hey, he Joe. didn't curse on my show. He knows better. Go ahead. Joe, but let me tell you something, Joe. I, I got to tell you something. When you when you say when you say that line on your show before I come on, I got to tell you, I think it's one of the funniest lines you have on your show. But now, <laughs> Thank now you. let's let's get, let's get into this talk. It, you know, right. listen, Joe, it's a great lie that you have. But now let's Thank get into, into this. So listen, so we hired Nathaniel Hackett uh, yesterday. It was around yeah. past 10 o'clock Eastern time was when we, passed, uh, was when we got him. 10, 10 a.m. Eastern time on the, on the East Coast where I am. You know, let me tell you something, Joe. I was very happy with the hire of Nathaniel Hackett. I'm going to explain why. He's a well-experienced offensive coordinator. You made a lot of good points. You know, he worked in Jacksonville, was very successful there. He also worked in Green Bay, which, we, which he was very successful. Back in the old days, his father was, was the offensive coordinator, even though I wasn't really a Jets fan. But I remember the years, I think when he was with the Jets, he, he, always, he always got the Jets a good offense. Uh, I'm talking about Nathaniel Hackett's father. But I was even yeah. more impressed, too, the fact that Robert Sala hired a guy who he also knows, in, uh, he also knows the guy we got from Tennessee. I'm trying to remember his name. Say the name one more time, please. Uh, Keith Carter. Yeah, Keith Carter. Thank you. So mm-hmm. no, and the thing is, Keith Carter is a well experienced. No, and listen, this is something that the Jets had need, need to, as an offensive staff for a very very long time. We always, mm-hmm. whenever when we would hire an offensive coordinator. We would either hire someone that was mediocre or not good or someone who just ha- just was given the job for the very first time. No, 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 no. We need an experienced offensive coordinator. We need That is something that this team needs. And, and it's something that we haven't had in a long time. So, Joe, I'll let you talk. Go ahead. No, yeah. I mean, everything that you talked about, the, the offensive coordinator being – you know, a veteran guy that's been able to call plays. Um, again, we saw there's a, some people call, called in tonight said that he's never called plays before. He didn't call plays in Green Bay, which is not true. Uh, he actually shared play calling responsibilities there. He did call some plays as well uh, there in Green Bay. We saw him be an offensive coordinator again uh, with the uh, with the Jags as well. We saw him, you know, offense helmed uh, by, by Blake Bortles. We saw him have success with Blake Bortles at the helm of his of his offense, which is crazy because Blake Bortles is really bad. Um, so when you look at what his system is able to do and what we want to do, right, he still runs kind of a shanty-hanny type offense where it's heavy on the run game. It's all about allowing your quarterback do as little as possible and getting the ball out of his hands quick, timing, rhythm, stuff like that. So it's like we're kind of running a lot of the same stuff that we would be running, you know, even if LaFleur was here, right, even though we've moved on from him and he's gone now he's with the Rams. So I like this fit. I like what he brings to the table. And one of the bigger things that I've talked about tonight as well, we're, we're talking about, you know, other quarterbacks, mainly Aaron Rodgers, because that's just circulating right now. But I think a lot of people are forgetting about Zach Wilson, okay? Forgetting about yeah. Zach Wilson, right? And 
this is a guy that can help Zach Wilson because we've seen him help Blake Bortles. We've seen him be able to get the best out of very limited quarterbacks. So when you look at that situation, that's something I think that is big. The big red, you know, lights that are going on and off, the big red lights that are flashing for me is here's a guy that's going to come in and possibly be able to fix a guy that everybody pretty much thinks is a bust, right? He might be able to come in here and repair Zach Wilson and allow us to go forward. Again, we'll see what happens with the veteran quarterback search this season. But at some point, the Jets have said that they want to see what they can get out of Zach Wilson, what can be his best, right? He might be the guy to unlock Zach Wilson's potential. And that, for me, is the most uh, attractive thing from him being hired here as well. What are your thoughts on that, Steve? Yeah, no, because, Joe, here's the thing. I'm going to say something right now because I know you've been asking everybody um, on the call tonight. Let me tell you something, Mm -hmm. Joe. I am in for it to get Aaron Rodgers. If I got to trade two first-round picks, you know, the 2023 Mm -hmm. to 2024 first-round picks to get Aaron Rodgers, I would do it. Let me explain to you why. The thing is about getting um, Rodgers in or even Derek Carr or even Tannehill or Lamar Jackson. I mean, I know the Lamar Jackson thing is probably not going to happen now, but the thing is, Joe, if we would get a veteran quarterback in like Aaron Rodgers, and Zach Wilson, I remember, said growing up, he watched Aaron Rodgers play, and Aaron Rodgers yeah. inspired he him to be a quarterback. And, a and, and that was, I remember, one of the first things that Zach Wilson said when he was first drafted by the Jets. He said that growing up, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady were my two quarterbacks growing up. I mean, mostly Aaron Rodgers. But I think if Aaron Rodgers would come in, and let's just say if Zach Wilson has to be a backup quarterback for, like, for the next couple of years, and then let's say Aaron Rodgers goes on to retire, retire, and if things continue to work very successful here with Nathaniel Hackett here, Wilson can grow and mature and learn in that offensive type of system, and then Wilson can still be our quarterback for the future. Now, listen, mm-hmm. we got to see what happens, though. Like, and, and one caller earlier made a good point. If we make this trade for Aaron Rodgers, Right before free agency, Joe, people are mm-hmm. going to want to come and play for the Jets. I absolutely agree. Absolutely. Whoever was that caller that said that, I absolutely agree with him. And, and the thing is also, too, is, like, I know a lot of Jets fans are saying, like, well, I'm not so sure if we should trade Rodgers because, you know, we, we, you know, cause, 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 you want know, to try to get some picks to help out with this team. I mean, listen. Yes, there are some holes that still have to be filled with the team. I do understand that. But you can address that in free agency. And then remember, Mm -hmm. teams have drafted very, very well in late-round picks. Look at what what we did this past year in 2020 when we got Michael Clemens with the fourth round. Max Mitchell has a chance to be a a potential great offensive lineman for us. You know, Joe, that's what I just have to say right now. So, Joe, I'll let you continue talking. Go ahead. No, yeah. I mean, everything that you're bringing to the table is fire, Steve. I hear you're speaking facts. And, again, I'm talking to people constantly and going back and forth at everyone, and they're going, oh, well, we have needs here, we have needs there. Our, our, Our defense needs linebackers, and we need safeties. And it's like, look, I hear that, right? But here's the deal. C.J. Mosley's still playing at a high level. He's a pro bowl linebacker this year. You know, we got a, we got guys that are all pros. We got, which, again, uh, 
Goff is is the is a finalist for rookie of the year defensively, and Garrett Wilson is a finest finalist for rookie of the year offensively. We got guys on our on our football team that are out of this world. Okay, we got, I mean our, our defense is phenomenal. Everything people are talking about all these issues. We have the fourth overall ranked defense. We played every, all these teams, and we played every single game. We're in the games. All of them, even top offenses, we were shutting down this year with these guys. The issue was offense. What I don't understand, and it's not like I'm saying, hey, trade away five first-round picks. No, two first-rounders is not going to kill you. You have the rest of your draft. Why are we not going after elite talent when it's on the table at the most important part of the game? The most important player on the roster is your quarterback. You build everything around it. He's your face of your franchise. Come on. When are we going to stop, like, bargain basement shopping and get the guy that's going to take us to the next level? I had a caller tonight, and you heard as well, Brick City, I believe it was, other guys saying that Brick City said himself, if the Jets had Aaron Rodgers this year, he thinks we'd be in the Super Bowl. Two first-round picks? We haven't won a, a Super Bowl since the 60s? Two first-round picks you think can assure me a, a Super Bowl berth? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's not like we're on the edge of the cliff. No, we've got young guys that we can go forward with. This is year three. Now coming up, we need to take that next step. And if Aaron Rodgers is there on the table for two first-round picks, Steve, I'm doing it immediately. I don't understand how you don't do that. You got the rest of your no, draft. You can do everything do it else. I don't get it. Well. I do it I do it immediately as well. I do it immediately as well. And I know that the Packers organization said that if we are looking to trade Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be an AFC conference team because they don't want to put mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers in the same conference. I remember the mm-hmm. Packers organization yeah. made a statement about it. They made a statement yeah. about it. And, and, I mean, and listen, and you know something, Joe, the other, one thing I'm going to say is this, listen, I think what's going to happen is if that does happen, oh my God, Jet Nation is going to go is going to go freaking nuts. And let me tell you something, Joe. Yeah. If we got to pull this out, we have to do it before free agency begins in the middle of March. That's when we have yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would hope that they would, excuse me, attack the situation immediately and get it done. You know, but again, we'll see what happens going forward. I know. Uh, Carr, his situation, February 15th is right around the corner. It's ever it's creeping up ever so slowly. The the Raiders are going to have to make a decision on him, and we could be in the running for that too. But you've got to think that Joe Douglas, the front, the staff, all that has been in contact with the Packers probably behind the scenes, and they're talking. I would, I, you know, I, I don't know, but I tell you what, there's got to be some some talking going on between them and and possibly you know grabbing Aaron Rodgers, but. Here's my question for you, Steve, right, because we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and all these things. Now, you look at the situation here as well, right? Aaron Rodgers is a guy that we're extremely, you know, excited about. We're seeing if we can grab him. If we don't grab Aaron Rodgers, right, say he's off the table, you don't grab Aaron Rodgers, right, he's gone, would you consider hiring Hackett a failure at this point? Because a lot of people are looking at the situation and saying, hey, the reason you bring in Hackett so you can grab Aaron Rodgers. If we don't end up with Aaron Rodgers, is it a failure? Is this hire a failure? No, it's not a failure at all. It's not a failure at all. Because this is a, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people even said 
that this was a good hire by the Jets. Even the Jets mm-hmm. writers even said that this was a very, very good hire. Like, I remember mm-hmm. Connor Hughes said it to, um, this past week. Yeah. Rich Sabini yeah. said it was a good hire as well. We needed an experienced offensive guy. And, if, and even if it's not Aaron Rodgers, if it's Derek Carr, or if the Jets staff does still believe in Zach Wilson, that he could that he could lead us in a new system. So, you know what? It's not a bad hire at all. It's not. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing that the Jets have to do in the offseason is, and before training camp begins in July, we got to get healthy. That's the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. No, you're speaking facts. So before I let you go, Steve, my final question for you, Michael LaFleur ends up on the staff with the Rams, man. There's a lot of speculation, a lot of people saying, hey, Sean McVay knows offense. If Michael LaFleur was a bad offensive coordinator, Sean McVay definitely wouldn't have hired him. And that's leading a lot of people to believe that Sella did not make the decision to fire LaFleur and that it may have come from Woody Johnson because Woody wasn't happy. What are your thoughts on that, man? What are your thoughts about LaFleur going to the Rams and what are your thoughts about everyone now speculating that Woody Johnson is the man that made the decision to fire Mike LaFleur or to get rid of him? You know, listen, go. you know, listen, I don't think Mike LaFleur is a bad person at all. It's just the thing is, is that his offensive style just didn't work out here. I mean, listen, I wish him the best of luck in Los Angeles with the Rams. You know, the thing is, I don't know what he's going to do with the Rams in L.A., but, you know, I do wish him the best of luck, but Mike LaFleur's time with the Jets is done. We closed the page on him. It's now time for Nathaniel Hackett to do. I mean, I'm hoping, though, that pretty soon that Nathaniel Hackett will have an opening press conference to the the media. I don't know when that's going to be because we just made the hire yesterday. So we'll we'll find Mm -hmm. out. But, Joe, thank you so much for having me on your show, man. You have yourself a good night. Absolutely. Sammy, you have yourself a good one as well, Steve. Listen, Steve called in with some takes. He called in with some takes. He was a lot he was awake this time, okay? He was awake. For those of you that don't know, Steve likes to snooze every now and then. All right, it was crazy. So we're gonna keep getting to these lines, but I wanna to come to the savages, man. I need to talk to y'all. I need to talk to the savages, salute to everybody. I know I got new callers, new people on today. Got a lot of new people. G V H salutes to you. G V H says, Joe, who are you cutting to bring in uh, a big contract uh, in free agency. I cut Lawson, Davis, and Berrios. Here's the thing that people talk about. We need to cut all these people, and I, and I understand why you know, everyone's having these discussions. It's, it's interesting because every, there's a lot of other teams around the league that are able to do a lot of cap manipulation, right? Every year the Saints are like over the cap by millions of dollars, right? And we talk about this left and right, millions of dollars, all this, oh, they're going to cut all these guys. And they do a bunch of cap mojo. They defer money. They push money here, push money there. And then next thing you know, they're under the cap and they're up like $20 million, right? <laughs> so uh, it's tough to say who you're going to cut. Now, I know a lot of people, and GVH also brought up Lawson, uh, Davis, and Berrios. A lot of people want to get rid of, of Lawson for some reason. I don't. I don't think that we should get rid of Lawson. I think he's a piece to the puzzle, a, a piece to the pass rushing puzzle here. Uh, he's produced here. I know a lot of people are upset about his production. They don't feel like he's done as much as they think he should do. But he's coming off of a torn ACL, and I think that he had a solid year coming off of a torn ACL. I think he was a guy that did decently here for us. So I like what, we, like what he brought to the table uh, defensively for us, and he made some plays as well. Um, I think he was, he was second in 
on the team for us. I think he had like seven or yeah, he had about seven sacks for us this year. So I thought that was good production. And if you look at Lawson's career, it's not like the guy's going to get you 17, 18, 19 sacks. He's not that type of guy. He's a guy that's going to push the pocket. He's also, he was also near the top of the league in hurries this year as well. Uh, so he's a guy that's providing pressure. I thought that he did a good job for us this year. This will be the next year coming back after, you know, that, um, you know, this will be year two coming off off of that ACL. And I think he's going to get even better. And, again, I think he's a piece of the puzzle. I don't think you get rid of a guy that's doing what he does at, uh, you know, an impact position. So I like Carl Lawson. I like what he brought to the table. Him, Quentin Williams have really made a big impact this year for us. And, again, we're forgetting the, you know, the coming around of Jermaine Johnson, who's a guy I expect to take a next step as well. So I wouldn't want to cut Carl Lawson. I'm not in the, in the, uh, in the camp for that. Now, there's a lot of talk about Corey Davis being released as well and allowing the Jets to get back uh, some money as well. But when you look at the situation with Corey Davis, He's often injured. He does drop footballs, right? But I think he's only making $11 million this year. You look at the free agent market, we all know how high that can go up. Are you getting a guy of his caliber, you know, with $11 million? Probably not. This coming off season, you're probably not going to get that. So uh, Corey Davis is a guy that I could look at and possibly say, yeah, he's a guy that I would look at, especially with Garrett Wilson uh, stepping up. And then you got Elijah Moore who – under Hackett should get the ball more. We'll see what happens going forward with Denzel Mims. He was a guy that requested a trade as well in the past. We'll see if he still wants to be on the team at some point. Maybe Hackett can utilize him better within the scheme. And also the evolution of our tight end position under Hackett should step up too. So we should see C.J. Uzama and all those guys as well, um, you know, get the ball too. So Corey Davis is a guy I could see uh, being a potential uh, guy that could cut out of out of these guys. And Burials could be a guy that I could see uh, being cut as well. Um, but guys like C.J. Mosley going to restructure as well, more than likely. That's going to bring us some cap money as well. And also that cap is going to go up too. We're going to see what the, what the ceiling is going to be for the cap as well as it goes up. So, you know, very good thoughts there from GVH. Uh, salutes to J.E. J.E. says, C.J. Mosley being an all-pro is a joke. He supposedly gets uh, he is decent. Come on, guys. This is this is like <laughs> this is what I'm saying. When we talk about not trading capital because we got to address our linebacker position, C.J. Mosley is an all-pro. C.J. Mosley is a Pro Bowler. Like, come on, guys. He's playing very well. He looks unbelievably good for us. He's a team leader this year, and we saw him make play after play after play. So we're gonna have to make some cuts, and there's guys that are gonna gonna be let go. But again, there's a lot of ways that you can manipulate the cap in this league. We see guys do it constantly. Okay, and we see them be able to get under the cap, and I think the New York Jets can do exactly the same. Hawkeye salutes. Hawkeye says, just because Green Bay wants two first-round picks doesn't mean anybody will give it because Rodgers already has a huge contract. I'd offer a second. Packers are at home watching the playoffs this year. That is true. The Packers are at home, but here's the deal. When you have a commodity, right, when you have something that, that has the value of an Aaron Rodgers, there are going to be teams come and call it. Right. You look at let's look at this situation. Let's look at the situation with Deshaun Watson. Okay. Remember, the Browns made a trade with him, made a trade for him, and his future was up in the air at that point. There was people thinking that he would not play ever again in the league. Right? The Browns did their due diligence, did whatever they thought, and they still made the move and paid him big time money. The need for a quarterback, and I'm not, you know, saying anything about the stuff off the field, right? We all know that that was a huge hindrance to what was going on with him. But what I'm saying is that Quarterback position in this league is so coveted that people will take chance after chance after chance. And when you look at the elite 
uh, play of Aaron Rodgers still in this league, that he can still get it done even though he's 40, right? If the Packers are saying give us two first-round picks, there are teams out there that are QB hungry that will do it. One of those teams could be the Raiders. They're getting rid of Carr. They're going to need somebody to come in there and really, you know, help them move forward. Even if he gives them two to three years, it will allow them to coach up a young quarterback behind him to hold the fort when he's gone and continue forward. They could be the Raiders. There's other teams out there as well. Titans, I think, have been mentioned as well. So there's teams out there that could absolutely go and grab Aaron Rodgers and give up two first-round picks. Low-balling a team, low-balling teams for that type of, of, of capital is huge. Now, do I want to – if I don't have to give up two first-round picks, yeah, I'm not going to do it. But from everything that we're hearing, the Packers are looking for two first-rounders. I watched Matthew Stafford, a guy that's a good quarterback, but when he was traded you know, to the Rams, he was nowhere near accomplished as Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers has seen win Super Bowls. You've seen do, and Matthew Stafford is phenomenal. But Aaron Rodgers is on the, on, you know, uh, above him on the tier of quarterbacks, and we saw him get two first-round picks, gave up Goff. They gave up, you know, other stuff as well. To, uh, and they got Goff back. They gave up two first-round picks and, and sent them to the Rams. So here we are, right? Here we are. So, yeah, you want to make – you want to make a – you want to make trades, you want to grab quarterbacks in this league, okay? Like, quarterbacks are coveted here. They're coveted, and we see it every single year. Why do you think these guys make so much money? All right? And I understand people are talking about, where well, he makes a ton of money. That's how it works in this league. And I'm sorry. And I know that we don't necessarily know that because we haven't had a quarterback that we coveted like that in a long time. The last guy we gave a big contract to that we thought was going to be our guy was, was Chad Pennington. Look how long ago that was. Everybody else is getting paid now. Everybody else that finds a quarterback keeps him. Even a guy like Ryan Tannehill, right? Ryan Tannehill at one point was thought of as a complete bust in his career. People were like, he's done, he's trash, he's not going to get it done, whatever. They threw him away, and then guess what? He goes to Tennessee, revitalizes his career, and what did he do? They signed him at a point and grabbed him up and made him a franchise quarterback, and then paid him. Paid him. Good money. Big money. Come in there and be a quarterback. Quarterback is coveted here, and we we know more than anyone else. If you do not have a quarterback in this league, you are in trouble. That's what killed us this year. That's what killed us. We can look at every single game the Jets play and say, hey, most of our losses, more than most, we can look at them and go, man, if we had a quarterback, we would have won that game. A lot of people argue that if the Jets had a quarterback, we'd probably be a 13-14 win team easily because we're struggling at quarterback. If only all it takes is two first-round picks to get me an elite guy for two, maybe three years as I figure out what in the world I have in Zach Wilson, if he's going to be the guy or not, I'm going to do it. I do it. I love Derek Carr. If he's the option, if, if Aaron Rodgers is off the table, I'll take him. No problem at all. That's the guy that I think is the most realistic. If somehow the Jets can acquire Aaron Rodgers and bring him in with everything we've seen from him, I'm getting it done. Because good quarterback play will mask deficiencies on your team. It'll mask it. Not only will it mask deficiencies on the team, it will enhance your strengths. This offense becomes almost uncoverable. Listen, Garrett Wilson, with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football? Oh, my God. Oh my God! Are you serious? This guy's open like all day. He's oh, he's seven eleven. I call him seven eleven. He's open all the time. All right. A guy that can actually get him the football. He had over a thousand yards this year 
with up-and-down quarterback play, holds the Jets' single-season rookie receiving record with quarter, quarterback play as up-and-down as it gets. Can you imagine, can you imagine what he could do if Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback? Elijah Moore, all the things we talk about with him. Elijah Moore was drafted. I didn't say it. Other people did. He was the best player the New York Jets, oh, best wide receiver the New York Jets have ever drafted in franchise history. That's what people said. Like I'm lying. Go look it up. Look at what he. Look at how much he struggled because of the quarterback play. Look at how much he struggled. Right. Aaron Rodgers come here unlocks that potential. Now we're cooking with gas. Now you got Uzama going off. Now you got Conklin going off. Now you got the running game opening up because you can't stack the box all day like you can do with Zach Wilson. Come on, man. Get with it. Two first-round picks for that, I'm doing it all day. All day. My defense, again, you can continue to add. You still have rounds two through seven. You can still add pieces and free agents as well. I'm making it happen. But that's just me. We'll continue to cover these uh, these topics along as well. All right? People are still talking about, uh, you know, Hackett and his shared play calling as well. J.E. talking about shared play calling. Yes, he shared play calling with the Packers. But, again, he was a – he called plays. He also called plays as well in Jacksonville. He was the offensive coordinator. They put things together there. I know a lot of people want to bash the Hackett, the Hackett sign, but uh, – the Hackett hire, but I'm not against it at all. I, I think he can come here and do a solid job. So, whoo, this is a hot show, guys. I'm starting to close the show down here. Man. We got new callers. We got a lot of people calling in. Fire takes left and right. So I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well. All right. Go on over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe, all right? Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, man. Elijah Vera Tucker is a really good guard. You know, I was thinking about that today. I cannot wait to see him come back and dominate people on that right side, all right? Or maybe the left side. Or maybe at left tackle, or maybe at right tackle. The only thing we haven't seen him do is play center, and I'm pretty sure he could do that. Okay? Listen, if you want quality offensive linemen, go to USC and just pick one. It doesn't matter. Okay? That's what we do there. We produce quality players at USC. Okay? Fight on. That's all I'm saying. All right? You can also follow my personal Twitter as well, at Young J zero 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 at Young J zero zero zero. All right. I am also okay as y'all see on YouTube as well. For those of you that listen, okay, slide on over to YouTube. Okay, Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Hit that subscription button if you haven't. Hit that like button as well. All right. Again, subscribe if you have not subscribed, and hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you want to troll me? Hit those comments. Troll me, and I'll go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, 
It is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for listening. I want to thank you folks for calling in. I want to thank you folks for interacting with the boy any way that you did, all right? With all that said, you folks have a good one. Peace. (laughs) 